I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. have the confidence to stand in front of a crowd and be comfortable in my body and, you know, among other things. But it's like, there's all these really sweet pieces that we, we don't always see because we're always future tripping, but <laughs> um, they're all, you know, such perfect gifts to what we'll need later. If we look back, it's obviously easier. We can kind of see like the orchestra of it all. Yes. Which is such a beautiful thing. It's like you're looking at your own, visual life scrapbook in your mind like I was doing all this and it kind of has to do with what I'm doing now yeah totally now let the magic begin hello soul tribe it's Raquel and happy Mama Earth Day! <laughs> I'm so happy that I get to celebrate this day with one of my favorite people, one of my favorite deeply in-tune peeps, and she also happens to be my co-retreat leader, Brie! Brie Melanson. Hey, Brie, hey! <laughs> Thank you, Brie, hi! <laughs> oh man, I'm so thankful that you're on this podcast. Again, this is like your third time well in a sense it's kind of like your fourth episode because the last one we divided it up but in a sense it's like your third time on the podcast oh I'm it's such an honor you're such an earth angel I'm so thankful to be in your sphere <laughs> I'm so thankful you're in my sphere I'm in your sphere 
And we have a wonderful soulful relationship. How are you celebrating Mama Earth Day, by the way? Oh, definitely some time with her. Maybe like um, bare feet in the earth. You know, as you know, I live by the ocean. So I, I know I'll I'll take a trip down to the beach and um, yeah, try to do my meditation and and perhaps some channeling. Of course, channeling. That's the way to spend time with her is to just simply pray and be with her as Aww. you and I were talking earlier about how she's like our church instead where we get to connect with God and the universe. How about you? Definitely. I intend on doing a long, long walk somewhere on one of these trails in Park City and then mm. do some crystal stuff, <laughs> which is nothing new as I honestly believe that we should pretty much celebrate her most every day just by simply spending time with her. But who knows? Maybe I'll take it to another level and I'll just actually go plant a plant in my parents' yard or something or maybe donate to a charity that gives plants or clean water to those in need. Yes. It'll be spontaneous. Oh Sometimes I'll spontaneously do that. Thank you for that inspo. I, I appreciate that. And then when you were talking to, I was like, duh, gratitude, like probably sitting in meditation and just thanking the waters and, you know, all, all the things, animal kingdom and mm -hmm. just mama earth in general for continually teaching us and or trying to teach us. Yeah. All her elements and also yeah. even mama moon mama. <laughs> for being so connected to our womb. <laughs> Why not celebrate Mama Moon? I love Mama Moon. So good. Oh, me too. Well, would you like to do a prayer with me? Oh, thank you. All right. Dear angels and divine guidance, may you use Brie and I as a vessel to deliver a shared universal truth from our hearts and to allow the ego of our minds to take a backseat as we stay present and open with love and share our love for each other and for the listeners and to bring compassion and also to bring light from any experience and lessons and messages of our own personal lives that will help shift the lives of those listening for the better in one way or more. Aho. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and thank you to this yummy review of the week. I have to slide her in. Let's see. Amazing. Five stars. I like the five stars, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> this is by Jules B. 11 and she writes, this podcast is so beautiful and inspirational. It helps heal every part of you if you just keep an open mind and listen. So much knowledge and wisdom flowing out and great tips to improve your everyday life. Absolute beautiful people and genuine intentions to help others. The raw and vulnerable acceptance for themselves and others help awaken one's true spirit and reason for why we're here to help heal ourselves and be in the present moment. Just absolute pure love. Thank you for everything you do. So much appreciation. Jules, I feel like you just basically wrote the summary of this podcast. <laughs> I should like just copy what she wrote. So good. She did sum it up. Brie. That's so beautiful. Raquel, you're such an inspiration. So beautiful to hear these things. And she mentioned the absolute beautiful people on this, which um, includes <laughs> yourself. She meant Brie. She meant <laughs> Out of all of them, you know who she meant. Oh, I think she wrote your name in here somewhere, it. too. I, I felt it. It's okay. Thanks, Jules. Oh, man. Okay. So 
you're back from a place in the world that has my heart, London. Yes. Yes, which is where we happened to have met up last year. How was it? Oh, it was so good. I had so many moments of alignment and I, you know, I've never had like a huge draw to London. It's not, um, at least I haven't had the conscious awareness of being called to that city, but things have kind of just the past couple of years opened up over there work-wise. Um, so it was a really sweet trip. Um, yeah, I had a lot of kind of crazy things line up. Um, and then the other thing I was newly in appreciation for was, was their parks. Did you spend a, a lot of time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> London has amazing parks. I lived right across the street from Hyde Park, mm. and I loved it. I love London's parks. Yeah, and it was spring, obviously, so, you know, all the trees were in blossom. So every time I was, like, in an Uber or walking around, I was in such deep appreciation for the trees. Mm. Um, and you know how beautiful their parks are with the flowers. And I um, was also just reminded of of – that sweetness in, you know, as you mentioned before, like planting something with the intention of appreciating it later. And um, yeah, I think we tend to be kind of so transient. And like, even where I live, I, I don't necessarily think of planting something that I can have, you know, five or 10 years down the road. But that was also something I noticed. Um, yeah, just so sweet uh, to have such a huge city, but then also the parks you can escape to. Um, so it was really nice. And yeah, I taught some classes and I, and I also was in Paris um, and I spent a little bit of time in Southern England as well. But mm. what I notice about London is, or Europe in general, is like London is one of the cities that feels the most ready for whatever you want to call it, consciousness work or, or spirituality. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's really nice um, for it to be received and and for people to be really curious about it, I taught a class um, at the Soho House in London, and it was like it was so packed. Like everybody was so they're like, "We're here for it." I was like, "Amazing!" You always pack up whenever you go to London. It's amazing. Like there's something about and that city that just really supports you. I well, yeah, or just this, you know, they're just ready for it. I think you know, if you're in Los Angeles, it's super saturated, so. Um, yeah, going somewhere where it's, it feels a little bit new is nice. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I had all these, like, as I mentioned, these moments, like I was on my way to teach uh, a class and it started raining. So I hopped in an Uber and the driver started chatting me up just a little bit. And then he like fessed up to having, he had had a NDE and near death experience, I think like a year and a half ago. And before he had, you know, had, was not spiritual at all, did not believe in anything like woo-woo and was, was really focused on, you know, value being around status and money. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And he just had this total awakening and we chatted and the ride was about like 40 minutes long. So. Uh, <laughs> you really got to know each other. Yeah. And just hear about his experience um, while, you know, he literally went to the light and was explaining things that A, I've been shown or B, have read about where, you know, you can review all of your lives lived and he was given the choice to either come back in his body or he was kind of describing what he was like, you know, I was in this room and there was all these like, you know, 
like infinite amounts of souls there too. And I was, he was given the opportunity to either come back to the life that he's living or hop in another life, um, which Whoa. kind of, yeah, I was like, so there's no chill time. Like, and I've kind of been understanding that lately or had a like, kind of an inclination um, that we, you know, yeah, there might be a review process, but we kind of kick right into another manifestation or expression. Um, and he, you know, shared what most people do that he felt connected to all things. He's like, I didn't feel human. I felt, you know, I was like, he was like calling it the it, which he, he meant like everything. Um, so it was really beautiful because he got confirmation. He was like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Like that actually is a thing. And I was like, yeah, that's what everybody says. And um, so yeah, it was a really beautiful exchange and um, mm. then just had some things line up that uh, were, you know, un- just undeniable signs. Um, some of them work related. Like I have been wanting to connect with this guy that lives in LA and I have been a little bit apprehensive in reaching out. I'm really curious about what he's doing. And um, then he, and he, he works with Tony Robbins and then he happened to be in London and I was like, oh my God, Brie, you gotta reach out. And I did. And he was so lovely. And what a beautiful synchronicity. Yeah. Like so many of those things just like opened up where I might've like had a desire Yeah. and the, and the universe was like, here, yeah, here you go. Why? Because you're in alignment. Your vibration is so high right now and you feel so open to being receptive to all this. I think that when we shift into that frequency of receptivity, that's when so many magical things, magical manifestations just end up aligning, but also so many moments where we are being the deliverer of a message and and being delivered a message. Like you were the messenger for that Uber guy that he needed to hear that to know that what he experienced was true. And the universe want to show you that look we're hearing you and everything's aligning and this guy is here we've got you yeah and it was so cool because we were having that conversation too we were like it's all about vibration and because he has all this new knowledge right and he yeah it was it was so cool to have that be able to talk about all of those things and and be kind of sober to it at as it was happening as well but yeah yeah travel obviously does that it really allows like it frees us up to be and um because we're seeing things for the first time I think you know we're we're literally creating new pathways within the brain and lifting that veil of how we associate things around us and ourselves yeah I just it it really it's been one of my biggest teachers in life and like I always say it's kind of it's the best investment you can make oh yeah 100 percent it's an investment for yourself, for your soul. Traveling is truly the key to strengthening our intuitive senses as well. For those that might be feeling stuck, if they're feeling stagnant in whatever area they're in in their life, perhaps it's just because you've been in the energy of this one place for so long that you simply just need a breather. You just need a breather because it's so easy for our mind to end up taking over and the inner voice inside to just fade and our intuitive senses to just take a backseat when we keep experiencing monotony and just a mundane, a bit of a humdrum lifestyle because we've just just been doing the same thing and we're here 
on Mama Earth to explore her. I truly believe. And so if we want that new spark of inspiration or to show the universe that we're taking these risks and getting into alignment in our own way to change like our vibrational frequency, then it's best for us to travel somewhere to experience something new. Every single time I travel somewhere new, there's always, of course, there's challenges, but there's always something even more beautiful and profound that I couldn't even fathom that ends up coming forth. Yeah, I think it, um, yeah, really, it, it supports us in letting go too, right? Like, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, um, as you were saying, like, you know, it feels like infinite places on the world for us to, to explore. And I do think we have relationships with places as we do with people like soul contracts or um you know lives that you've lived and so just noticing how you feel in certain places and I've been trying to make it a practice to when I do go somewhere at least gently setting the intention of like okay I I I'm thankful like honoring the actual place that I'm in and asking that I learn my lessons for my best and highest good or in balance and ease that I have with this place as I would a relationship. Mm. Um, I'm sure you've had those oh. times, Raquel, where you've gone places and felt like, oh, this is, I've been here or this is good yeah. or it's bad or. Absolutely. Like there's something in my soul that has been here. And that often happens when I end up like tapping into the soul of the city, tapping into the heart of the city, instead of allowing my mind to be like, oh, I want to go do all these things. It's like getting grounded and you can just feel the energy of the city. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do feel like I've been there. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's neutral. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't always have to be this big experience, but um, to pay attention. And as you said, to kind of feel your way through it and maybe let go of, of itinerary. And less and less do I create itineraries when I travel now I usually just like book an Airbnb for the first couple days I'm like, well I'll see how I feel yeah I 100% agree that to like just go with the flow and well what I do is I do create a bucket list of experiences that I might want to experience however I'll wake up and I'll just go with the flow. Perhaps if I happen to be walking by, I would see a place that is on my list because I'll walk pretty much everywhere in the city or I like to bike or I like to take their public transport. Sometimes I Uber, but I think it's fun to really like experience the city, you know? So walking is like key for me. But if I pass a place that was on my bucket list, I mean, I wouldn't have known that that's a type of place I'd want to visit. I'm passing by it and I'm like, oh, this was on my list. Okay, I'll check it out. And then there's always like the coolest experience that end up happening there. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what you um just as you were exp- I was kind of seeing you in London. What what was your what was your soul relationship with with London? What did it teach you? Oh, well. That was when I was going through a really dark time, mm-hmm. as you know. I when you saw me, could you feel my energy? Yeah, I mean, you definitely didn't feel dark, but I knew you were. Yeah, you were going through it. So <laughs> what was yeah silver lining. So that was a place that was almost like holding me and supporting me as a mama. So London to me kind of has like this female energy because she has all these, she has her bridges and this curved architecture and her Mm -hmm. colors and her plants and her flowers and her parks. Whereas maybe like a more masculine place might be like Chicago, something gray with phallic shaped 
buildings and, you know, or a place with flat land. Like I was just in Dallas and there's a lot of flat land around it. And that just had a very masculine energy. So when I was there in London, I definitely at that time needed to be supported by a feminine energy city, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that because it's close to not only my, this human shell's ancestry, like physical ancestry, but because I'm all UK, but also um, I'm barely certain that I had a similar experience in a past life there that I was experiencing at that time in my life where I felt very misunderstood by some people Mm -hmm. that I gave my heart to and they just kind of like stomped on it. No one anyone knows, but like they just kind of like stomped on it and threw it away and I just had a, I was questioning myself. There was a misalignment and it and it hurt. So I had to experience feeling alone again Mm -hmm. in order to see that I'm not really alone and to find the best friend within myself again and self-love. And when I got to meet her, I met her again when I was supported by this feminine energy of London. Because if I were out somewhere in nature where there weren't a lot of people, that would actually be extra hard because Though, yes, I am an introvert, I also feeling that I'm not, even though I'm alone, I'm not fully alone. And that that can easily happen when I'm living somewhere just in the middle of nature, which I've done many times. But I have to be in a different state of mind. And at that time, I needed the support of the land. I wanted the support of a community, but I also needed my own space. And so to be home that would have been a little bit tough because I wouldn't be able to really face what was going on. So I could make the internal shift and adjustment Mm -hmm. that others were honestly seeing, but it was really a reflection of my own issues, which had to do with me being able to fully step back into my power. And then I've been working through that throughout the year through my Saturn return as my guides are like, yo, come on. There's so much you can do. There's so much we want you to do, but you have to just let this part go. And so I've taken, I've let a lot of things take a backseat for a bit and be totally okay with that. Even though we're in this day and age with Instagram and putting stuff out there, I put the podcast out there, but as far as like the other things that I intend that I see myself doing, there's some self-work I'm doing before I admit to that because that's where my guidance is right now. But I really learned that in London. Uh, What a gift. I mean, the biggest gift (laughs) to truly learn, you know, and I know it was hard obviously, but to shift from the perception of loneliness to feeling at peace with being alone and knowing that you are never truly alone. I mean, it, I know it was yeah. a difficult route. Yeah, I, I went through, uh, I, I've always kind of prided myself in being independent. And then I did a, I moved to like, France for a little while. And I was in a country home. And it was so hard. I've like called it ego rehab. I was like, because I left and I was like, bye, I don't need anybody. <laughs> and I was there and I was just like, ah, about so that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was perfect. And I, you know, I really did. I learned how to connect um, with myself and all that is on a deeper level. And I, it, everything became just so magnified for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a real great learning experience. And um, yeah, and Saturn return 
100% returns is so real. Oh, so real. <laughs> Anytime I talk to somebody and they're like, I don't know, my life is just like upside down right now. And I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> 27, <laughs> maybe 28. <laughs> yeah. And when I, you know, said, okay, universe, if, I, you know, if I'm supposed to do this, then I need a teacher and, I, and I'm ready. I was just, it was just before I turned 30. Um, and I had been kind of going through it and didn't, didn't really know really what it was, but then everything got handed to me, like all my life stuff. And it was like, it was so hard, but I needed to go through it. Yes. And I think that's like younger women wanting to know their purpose and like, okay, I'm ready. And they just haven't quite gone through the the density of what you know we call Saturn returns and it's just it's such an impart, important piece of you know how you're going to show up in the world and um yeah being able to yeah I don't know like be seen or have your voice um you have to go through that that personal work is is so important and not that it ends obviously but. no and we have another cycle coming up okay. 47 wait Oh. What's wait? What's twenty seven plus twenty seven? Oh, I don't know. Uh, fifty four. So fifty four. Okay. All right. I got a ways yeah. to go. <laughs> you got a ways to go, but so fifty four, fifty six. But we'll be releasing at that time the stuff we needed to release. It's actually what a beautiful gift that we go through these cycles to release the bullshit that happened in our previous cycle. So mm -hmm. I am at this time because I'm still in the midst of my Saturn, not in the midst, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at the tail end because I've been dancing with her a lot and really mm -hmm. listening to the beauty mm -hmm. of the Saturn return. When I'll sit there and cry, I'm like, this is such a good thing. I hate this so much, but I'm releasing this energy out, which is so <laughs> great. But, yeah. you know, my insecurities from high school would come up. High school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then... I was able to let it go. I that a big reason why I'm in Park City is honestly to let go of some childhood issues and traumas and mm -hmm. also high school. I had a lot in middle school, high school. I'm able to face that right now and what a beautiful gift it is to not have to carry that into my 30s, into my 40s. When 30s mm -hmm. I know is going to be a completely different shift for me. I know I'm going a completely different direction the same i'll still yeah. probably have your own magic but <laughs> the life will right. be so different at that time i don't want to get into that life with what i'm hold i've been holding on to the shadows that i've had since i was a kid yeah no it's it's vital and um yeah there's such freedom that comes from that and obviously it is rough but it's such a great opportunity to to really question like where did these values come from and yeah, what are what are my values now? I I like in our 20s, I think we learn we're really kind of learning the physicality of things, like we about our bodies and the way that we identify with them, you know, really physical stuff, money, and then our 30s feel like we shift more into our voice and our expression. And I remember a psychic telling me once like, mm -hmm. "Oh, or I think it was an astrological situation and but she was like oh your 40s are going to be when you really like have success and I was thinking 40s <laughs> felt so old and yeah I mean now I'm 40 and I I feel like I'm just getting started um, oh yeah but yeah we have to be kind of like rooted in in our authentic voice first right tribe I am so excited 
to say that my close friends and family are sealing love in 2019. It's it's just in the air these days. I'll be attending a few weddings next year, including one of my old high school besties who's getting married next fall and my brother. So I'm going to have a sister-in-law and he's getting married in a season yet to be determined. But Zola. Okay. I thought this was so synchronistic when Zola reached out and I realized Zola is perfect for those getting married or perhaps celebrating a life partnership of love, which is what I picture myself doing, <laughs> or being a wedding attendee, which is what I'll always be doing. <laughs> so because of all the upcoming weddings, when Zola reached out, it just seemed like synchronistic timing. And I love that they have reinvented the wedding planning and registry experience. I started doing it myself for my own manifestation. <laughs> so Zola is a free wedding website to help you plan your dream wedding registry or life partner celebration registry, providing affordable save the dates and invitations and just, well, pretty much everything you'll need in one place for, like I said, free. And if you want your own wedding to have a website, well, they have over a hundred designs so you can personalize your own and choose your own favorite style. But the best part for us attendees is that you'll have a whole Zola registry that can be on your wedding website so guests can gather all of the deets that they need and buy your wedding gift in one place. Plus, they have the widest selection of gifts with different price points. Um, Airbnb is an option, by the way. So yeah, can someone buy me a room in Tahiti, please? Thanks. And you can also create a funds account for raising money for your honeymoon, which is just an awesome option for guests to pitch in. And the best part to me is that you get 20% off the gifts that guests didn't purchase. So you'll know that after the wedding. Anyways, it can also be used as a vision board wedding manifestation tool because why not? And then when it comes around, you know what you want. <laughs> so to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, Z-O-L-A, by the way, go to Zola.com forward slash soul tribe. That's Zola.com forward slash soul tribe. Link will be in the show notes. And now on with the show. I feel like I've found a lot of my voice through travel and wherever I travel is where I'll write. So I don't know if everybody has this. I think I, you probably do too. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm pretty sure this is some, an experience for everyone because I know that I'm also a shapeshifter, but I do think this applies for everyone. So I noticed that whenever I journal or I write poetry, um, it will change a bit depending on the place I'm at. My words will change a bit. My, something, there's something different about the vibration of my writings. I can't really pinpoint it, but there's something different depending on the location, and it's because of the energy of that location. But that shift in that different perspective actually gives me great insights into myself. So when you go to a new location, I highly recommend you journal just whatever thoughts and feelings are coming to surface no one needs to see but who knows what may come up. Like when I was in Scotland, because I've had so many past life experiences there, mm -hmm. that was intense. Mm -hmm. I remember I went to um, 
Yeah, I'm always like I'm always surprised at like where and how it happens. Like I I was in Greece a couple years ago with a friend and he really wanted to go to Athens and I was like, "Meh, I don't want to go to Athens." I was just like, I didn't want to go and so we went and um we went to the Acropolis and I just I like lost it. I just like I started and I'm not very energetically sensitive like um but I just I started bawling and I couldn't stop crying for like 2 hours. <laughs> and I had to sit down and be like what is this? And and I was in I like sat down in the midst of like tourists taking pictures because it was I really couldn't get out of it and I was apologizing to my friend I'm like I'm so sorry I can't get it together. I don't know what's happening. And then I just connected and they, and my guides were – I understood it was just um, kind of like a melange of having lived there probably so many times before and everything that has happened there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you could probably go there and, and maybe not be as affected. I could go to Scotland and be neutral. Um, so yeah, paying attention to that and, and tapping in and not needing to know. Like I didn't need to know exactly what happened there. I was curious about, you know, how can I – you know, what is this? Why is this happening? And how can I be of service? Like, because I have gone to places and asked like, you know, oh, what is it? Like, where have I been? Like, you know, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And then here or, and my, my guides, they're just like, well, you know, Brie, you're brought to the places that you need to go, (laughs) like for you to share your light. And that, that doesn't mean that I need to go there and teach a class, but it is like this beautiful dance of how we can offer ourselves in that place. And then also, as you said, like honor and, and receive from those places as well. Well, and also maybe our mind doesn't need to know whatever it is that we have to let go of, especially if it has something to do with our past life that our only our soul remembers, but our conscious self doesn't Mm -hmm. remember or fully know. Mm -hmm. So maybe our mind doesn't need to know why we need to be there, but our body does, our soul does. So we might cry because our soul's crying and we have no idea, but (laughs) we're we're letting it go. We're releasing it. We don't even know why. So just do it. When you feel like you got to cry, like don't hold it, like just do it. Trust the process. That's part of the process. And I think that's so beautiful. So you were there for whatever reason that had to do with expanding and sharing your light. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. I also had to know back to you turning 40s like 40s uh-huh. will definitely a big new chapter for you I can feel like you've, you're already doing so much I mean everybody has their own journey I think that some people they're living their purpose maybe in their teens you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everyone's so different but I think that if that woman delivered you that message like 40s you know where you really feel the success that's probably a message for you and you can already see the shift. I see the shift already for you because you've been dedicating your heart and soul to, well, your soulful business. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you're right, there there are some old souls out there that can pop into it and maybe we need it even more now than ever for the people to come through and and um, and tap in a little bit earlier. But um, I think it's, it's not as common. Um and then also like we're always fulfilling yeah. our purpose. I think our purpose is just really to become our unlayered self and to do the work and to to be as light as we can and as loving as we can and to associate more with our essence than our ego. Yes. 
That's huge to associate more with your essence than your ego. And also the universe loves for us to give value. I mean, this is a universe that's all about the law of exchange, about not only taking, but also giving. So give and take, give and take. And you can't just give and you can't just take, but you got to do both. But to do it with your own soul's mission. And I feel like we find these missions through looking at whatever experiences we're going through, looking at our messes and our passions. <laughs> like one thing that I'm very passionate about and you are too is travel, right? Mm-hmm. So we have found ways to make sure we get to travel for work and expand our soulful businesses in that sense. Your own magic allowed me to travel the world while I was also doing work, but then I asked like, all right, now I also want to be able to get paid to travel, which, you know, I was paying for everything while I was traveling. I was never paid to travel. But then when I manifested that through the retreat, it's just beautiful how it ends up blossoming. And I know so many of the listeners are so interested in learning about how to create a soulful business or expand their soulful business or discover something new, discover something new to create and generate more value into this world. Yeah. As far as like travel, I know for me, yeah, that was that was always like a, a running theme. I studied international business in college. And oh, then, what? I know. There you go. It's oh been a God. theme your whole life. <laughs> Um, and then when I was a dancer, I was like, I had these dreams of teaching abroad and, and now I'm doing it, Yeah. but I didn't know then. So it's like, it's always, uh, the pieces are a part of all of it. You know, it's like all paths lead to our unfoldment, all of them. There are no wrong turns and there's no race, you know, our, our soul isn't judging us or wishing we'd figure it out or, you know, we're not missing anything or exactly where, where we need to be. And then, and, you know, in my case, I needed to learn, a, you know, through dance taught me so much, like enabled me to have the confidence to stand in front of a crowd and be comfortable in my body and, you know, among other things. But it's like, there's all these really sweet pieces that we, we don't always see because we're always future tripping, but <laughs> um, they're all, you know, such perfect gifts to what we'll need later if we look back it's obviously easier we can kind of see like the orchestra of it all yes which is such a beautiful thing it's like you're looking at your own visual life scrapbook in your mind like I was doing all this and it kind of has to do with what I'm doing now yeah totally I know I, I had this moment the other day I was like I remembered that I was super good at typing in I think like high school like I was like the fastest typer and I just thought you know okay so now I'm going to be whatever a, a secretary or whatever that is great. But I, when I channel, like I, I type, right? And so I was like, oh, this is like, and I channel with my eyes closed. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this was a piece somehow, right? Like, oh, this is this is cool that I learned that. Um, yeah. So I think just what I always want to share with people is like, th- th- there's no race. There's nowhere, there's nowhere that we should be. Um, and Elizabeth Gilbert talks a lot about this, about not, you know, her, I love her book, um, Big Magic. Oh, and favorite. So good. So good. Yeah, and she, she, she talks about not, you know, suffocating your passions and like needing them to be your moneymaker in this moment, right? Like 
it can take away some of the beauty and the it can it can cut the creativity because of the ego we interject ourselves and our needs and our identity in it. So I always like to propose like if if I if I didn't have to make money, what would I be doing? Or what would you still be doing if you were the last person on earth? And making a list of those things. And I, I just went over that question I, I, in an intuition class, just like in a way for us to align with our soul and move from like, okay, I'm working at Starbucks. I, want, I don't want to be working at Starbucks. I want to be doing this other thing. Like my soul doesn't care if I'm working at Starbucks. My soul would be like, oh, cool. I get to like reach all these people and like remind them that they are the light, you know, because our soul doesn't have the need it can have desire and really beautiful desire. But if we just look at, so, okay, so what if, if we make that list around what would I still be doing if I was the last person on earth? Like, you know, we, we would be in nature. I would still be, you'd be writing. Yeah. I would be channeling and connecting. I'd be, I'd be dancing. I'd be, you know, and make it really make, like taking some time to maybe make that list. And then I had this, um, yoga teacher that was in the class. And she said that was really interesting to move through because then I went, what is my purpose? And I was like, exactly. Because what we tend to do is we then interject our identity too much into our purpose and need to give things so much meaning when everything is really pretty neutral. Like we're all just on a deep level, I think we're all learning that beingness, right? That we all are one and all of these manifestations around work and money relationships, they help us to return to that. So being able to even be in your purpose without the need or without like needing to like save the world or, you know, interject myself in it, but what does it look like for me to really show up from that beingness, even if then, then maybe like taking that into a manifestation of a part of my purpose. So if I'm teaching a class, what does it look like for me to show up in my beingness versus needing them to, you know, get the lesson or needing them to like me or, um, you know, like just showing up. uh, I kind of give the example sometimes of like, ideally, and it's not easy and maybe not even possible, but what, the way that we are in nature, hashtag Earth Day, like <laughs> how how we show up and how we feel when we are sitting in front of a tree is is essentially how we should be able to show up in the world without contracting or expanding, right? So yeah, I think we tend to we tend to give we we tend to put a lot of pressure on purpose and instead of yeah, reminding that it's just, it's always unfolding and it's, it's our beingness, right? It's just our ability to show up transparently and without, without those needs getting in the way. Without our mental needs. Yeah. That darn, that darn, that darn ego. <laughs> I've been calling it the negotiator lately. Cause it's always like, what do I gotta do to get the thing? <laughs> like, always in negotiation. Ooh. The mind is the utmost powerful negotiator because it can also negotiate its way back in to listen to it versus our soul so easily. It's so crafty at doing that and you got to catch it. But I love that so much to ask that question, those questions like what would you do if 
money weren't an issue, mm-hmm. which I feel like, especially as you become more awakened and go across your spiritual journey, I think money becomes less important. Mm-hmm. What would you still do if you're the last person on earth? That's so beautiful. And another thing, speaking of Elizabeth Gilbert, because I was talking about looking at your messes and looking at your passions, this shifted her world when a woman said, you keep preaching passions, but what if I don't know what I'm passionate about? That is that hits home for so many. We want to create our own magic. We all feel like we want to do something great for the world and big in the world. But what if there's nothing that we know we're passionate about? And that's why I included messes. And as Elizabeth Gilbert says, make your mess your message. But if you look at your passions or you look at your messages, for me personally, what I've done mm-hmm. right in the morning before my negotiator takes over, before <laughs> my mind takes over, Or maybe after a meditation, but I did it personally in the morning, but you could do it after like a deep meditation before your mind and chaos of the day just storms in and imposes your limiting beliefs. Write down the messes that you're going through or the passions that you just, you know, you truly love on a soul level that you would do if, you know, you're the last person on earth and money were not an issue, like your true passions. Write those down on a list and then... And see yourself begin walking a path that brings value. How can you bring these messes or these passions to bring value to others? And then see what ends up kind of unfolding when you begin scribbling down and creating your near future self. Might not end up happening exactly, but something might occur. Like I'm bringing myself back to 2015. So this was when I was just starting to really walk the spiritual journey. I was getting out of the entertainment industry with uh, working for a production company that does live shows and everything. And it was really cool. You know, I was like, I thought I really wanted that. But then something happened after my first yoga class, (laughs) everything changed. And then I became a freelance yoga teacher and also a health coach. And during that time, I was writing a lot of what I wanted my future self to be. And I wanted to influence in some way. And then around that time I became obsessed with podcasts and I was like one day I want to have my own podcast and I visualized it it didn't happen until 2017 but it did end up happening and it's like you were talking about how you used to be a dancer and that helped you to speak in front of people today and you type when you channel you thought you were supposed to maybe be a secretary because you were a fast typer well I realized like because I was so overweight once and so unhealthy at one point and so unhappy at one point I just had I just really wanted to help people I guess with my messes (laughs) and I had so many eating disorders like every eating disorder you could think of and I wanted to share those messages messes and make it my message and I have a history as well of being a performer as I was in acting my entire life and so looking back at all of it I somewhat created it but then somehow the universe really ended up creating it for me as I was kind of giving it glimpses as to what I want to become or what I want to be. Or perhaps it was giving me these thought whispers of what I desire so I can end up aligning with this path to walk on. But in either case, I'm walking on it. It's amazing. That's like the... That's the loop. It's everything. It's that, you know, what is my learning? Our our pain points are like these arrows directing us directly to our expansion and our freedom if we move through them consciously. It's just like, here you go. I've condensed it all in this one area. (laughs) Just look here. And we're like, no, I don't want to feel the pain. (laughs) 
Um, and, you know, starting a new relationship with that, giving it a voice and what is this here to teach me? You know, I, I like asking questions around like, how would my soul see this if this were here for my expansion? You know, what, what would that look like? You know, we need to obviously move through these things to really embody the wisdom. So, you know, I know that, you know, you've learned so much around self-love and your true identity and, um, all the lessons there that are embodied in, you know, what you're experiencing is an eating disorder, which was the addiction around not wanting to feel and needing to try to create control in order to, to not feel those things. So our personal, as we were talking about earlier around like Saturn returns, like all of our, our personal issues are leading us directly to our expansion and our freedom. And then, as you said, that quiet listening, of, you know, where, where am I being guided? You were, you know, you listened, you showed up to a yoga class, you listened to the, um, like the response that you got on an emotional and physical level and, and followed that. So those two things are, that's, that's literally everything, right? Like how can I, yeah, take a compassionate accountability for, for this pattern that's showing up and what is it really here to show me? Like, I also like the perspective of like if this person was actually G-O-D, like or you know, infinite intelligence, whatever you call it, dressed up and disguised in like this costume, like what are they really here to show me and teach me? And Whoa. we're all just reflecting. Yeah, we're just like yeah. we're all just here walking each other home and we're all, it's all, you know, we hear that all the time. Like it's all here for your expansion. And that's sometimes it's hard to hear when you're struggling, but I think too, just like the gentle steps of like, how can I walk myself a little bit into that right now? I don't have to, change doesn't happen overnight. Um, but no, what would be a better thought? It happens over time for sure. Yeah. Dear yogis and active peeps, Fabletics has an extra special treat for you for the Soul Tribe, gifting you two leggings for only $24. Yeah, to help you live your passion every day. <laughs> Just go to fabletics.com forward slash magic. And if you are not familiar with Fabletics, well, they're basically the Netflix of yoga pants. And this may be embarrassing to say, but they're pretty much <laughs> the only thing I wear these days as they are just so cozy and fit so well on my human shell, making my human shell feel so fit. And my favorite pair of yoga pants are still my rose-colored high-waisted Fabletics, but also my new high-waisted black capris. And oh, they just... They look so good, they feel so good, and they make me just want to play and flow. All their pants do. And also their sports bras. They may be my new obsession, especially on my runs because they really hold me in. But what I love most about them, besides the fact that they're, again, cozy and the best looking pants on my body, is the fact that they are constantly changing their designs all the time and they're the most affordable quality activewear on the market. Very high quality material. It's just amazing how this aligned and Fabletics manifested in my life because like I said, they really are the coziest and most fitting activewear for my body. 
They also have this really cool VIP members program, which gives you better deals of about 50% off regular prices, plus free shipping and additional perks that you can't resist. So I actually ended up joining that. And so, Tribe, again, Fabletics is gifting you two leggings for only $24, which is a $99 value. So just visit fabletics.com forward slash magic. I'll leave it in the show notes. That's fabletics.com forward slash magic and pick your two pairs. Yeah, you nailed it. Our messes leading us directly to where we need to grow and where we need a little bit more of our our soul to kind of drop in and um and then yeah the passions the the soft listening and looking at what are my real values and curiosities versus what what the what I've been taught I should be doing I mean I think that's another thing with age it's like I heard these two girls talking the other night uh over I was having dinner and she was like, I'm almost 30, you know, and she was like, like mm-hmm. in this, like she was so concerned about not being married. And um, I forget mm. that, I, you know, that's, a, and, I'm, and there's no judgment, but like that's um, the way that the majority of people live life is like this timeline around and also these ideals of um, how we should live, like in partnership with kids, with a job, and to to just gently question question those things. Like, is this something that I really want? What could my soul desire? Or you know, where is my creativity? There's so many ways to look at it. Yeah, it's like oh. be easy. There's no race. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, whenever I hear women say this, or and men, my heart just melts a bit because it's like, also, what if? that person that you have this soul contract with, they're just not ready yet. Even though we probably have multiple soulmates, I truly believe we have multiple soulmates, but for whatever reason, it's so beautiful to be single and find that self-love. And this is the time where you get to learn about your own personal magic, like what you're going to end up creating or giving value to the world in some way, because you have to find intimacy within yourself to listen to your callings and also to enjoy time with yourself to really be open and hear the callings because you usually receive those when you're in a higher vibrational state, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but you're also by yourself. And so instead of being so dependent on one person, this is a beautiful time. Like this just happens to be the path you're walking on. What a beautiful time for you to continue to create something. And let's say maybe she is and she really still just wants a love. Right. Maybe that's a reflection of needing to really continue to seek your own self-love. And he'll come. I truly believe they come when they're ready to. Yeah. And I think we're all, but we are also shifting out of an old paradigm. I mean, for thousands of years, (laughs) we've had, or at least for many generations, um, we've needed to be in partnership for survival. And that's starting to shift with, you know, it's it's so beautiful to be alive right now for so many reasons, but, and particularly as a, a female uh, with the freedom that we're given and that it's very new. Like, you know, we, we haven't... <laughs> really been in the working field or, you know, haven't been able to express ourselves for so long. So now we have all of this freedom and we're exploring it. And what does that mean? And is marriage something like, 
do I want a family unit um, instead of it's just something that you do? So it's it's really remarkable to be to be this age um, right now and and have the freedom to choose. And it's not easy because it's kind of like being a a bit of a pioneer, you know, <laughs> you're like um, choosing a different path perhaps. And again, yeah, not that you can't have love and, and romance, but, um, you know, I was going back to that guy that had that near death experience. He was like, it's really hard for me to be in relationships now because he doesn't have needs like he used to. So when he shows up in a relationship, he's like in awe and in love and in appreciation but doesn't have the need because he had like this really big death of, of his ego. So we're so used to, you know, being needed as being loved and kind of this, you know, I don't, I don't mean to make it negative, but like a codependent relationship, as you said, it's like we tend to get our identity, um, interject our identity. Wrapped up in that, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, I'm not in that place anymore. So it's so hard for me to be in relationship because – it's just a new, a different way of relating. He just needs to meet someone on his level that sees yeah, that yeah. too. For sure. No, and that's what he said. It's his, um, And that's what we were talking about, that there are people like us around that can grow, right? If the, if yeah. the other person is, is wanting to consciously move through life, then that's a really beautiful thing. I do believe we end up attracting those into our life who are on similar frequencies. And so he'll meet her. Um, and you expanded his mind to know that what he experienced, he's not crazy. It's, you know, truth. So that's a beautiful thing. So that probably helped <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. He had to let go of these limiting beliefs, I bet, that probably were blocking her or him from coming in. And you being the messenger that told him that he's not crazy, what happened was probably was reality that helped him <laughs> break down the walls so much. So that's a huge key in it. Yeah, but at the same time too, I think, you know, romantic relationships are they're one way to learn yeah. and it's an option. Oh, yes. You don't have to be with someone. There are so many wonderful people that are walking this earth that are single and that is part of their ideal. <laughs> right. Or consciously or unconsciously, right? Yeah. yeah. And one thing that's interesting is that most souls probably do want a partner, but if that resonates more with you to be single, that's 100% vibe. Also, what is beautiful, you said that like, you know, this day and age, not everybody needs to have a family. And the thing is, is that, you know, we, we're not in 19, the 1950s anymore. Today, it's totally socially acceptable. If you're somebody that does not want to be a mom, I mean, there's plenty of people on this earth. It's totally okay if you don't want to be a mama. I love that. Speaking of Elizabeth Gilbert again, mm -hmm. Elizabeth Gilbert told Oprah because Oprah hasn't had a child. Elizabeth Gilbert hasn't had a child and they also haven't had a desire to have a child. But so Liz said, well, there's three different types of women in this world. There are women that probably are moms, but they really shouldn't be because they didn't really have the inner soul desire to be a mom maybe. And then there are people that are just meant to be moms. They are wonderful moms. My mom was meant to be my mom for sure. But then there are women that are just wonderful aunties. They love kids, 
but they don't want to or need to have one. I love I, that stuck with me when she said that. I love it, and I'm so glad yeah. that you brought it up. And it, it just like yeah, it really gave me a lot of peace because I yeah. I've never wanted kids, and I but I've like teetered like right. you know is this fear like what what is this like where where where's the desire and trying to uncover it, um, and then just you know now I'm at peace with it and knowing that I can be maternal in in other ways like through my work and yes. in my relationships and I love being an auntie like it's just auntie Bree is the best she comes in she comes out she's like- <laughs> <laughs> you are such an auntie I love it I know deep down I have the mama gene I want to mm. have the I know I have a daughter coming mm. one of my friends has actually already talked to her mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to her soul so I know that she, she's not going anytime soon, but. I love, I had a psychic once tell me that I had um, a little girl around me and then eventually I was like, okay, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> not this life, but maybe next. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So there are, op- there are options, right? Like, and you know, yeah, you have that, you have that knowing, which is so beautiful. Yeah, so whenever you're ready and no rush, right? No <laughs> rush. Oh, man. I'm so glad that you are also on that self-loving single female train with me. And I hope that many of those listening that happen to be single just embrace this time. He or she may come around. And if you don't even care for that, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah, it's one. it's one way to expand and it's one way – to feel that oneness and the resonance with your soul. I mean, I've been told that chemistry is just um, that, like the light beings are like, cause I was like, what's the deal? Like, why, <laughs> what is chemistry? And can we, can it last? Right. And they're like, well, it's, it's the souls wanting to learn the lessons together. So it's like this magnetic pull of like, here's, again, here's your centralized lesson within this relationship. And that's actually what, what we're feeling. And, the, and other things like a remembrance of another soul. Um, and I think like an, a way to kind of soothe ourselves and bring it in is to cultivate that feeling, you know, how can I be in love with what I'm looking at? How can I, you know, how can I fall in love with life? How can I, um, you know, sometimes it's harder, not harder, but you know, you can make it about yourself. What can I love about myself? Um, but yeah, like just being in love through gratitude or, you know, stopping yourself within the day and what, how can I allow that love to move through me? Um, and then, then you're getting the vibration of that and can bring it in more easily, but obviously it it helps for us to kind of like create more of a balance around that. Maybe I don't fully crave it because I also just love the people that are in my life and I feel so nourished by those connections. I feel nourished by my own self-love, but I also feel so nourished by, you know, I have these soulful connections like you, for example, and so many others. I have all these wonderful, very in-tune people that I talk to on a daily basis and I just feel like I'm always expanding my soul and my this mind that we call Raquel is also always expanding and getting deeper. And so I think that that's one thing that I do that keeps me just feeling like good about life is having those important connections and expanding my soulful network. Always I'm meeting new soulful people 
whether I reach out to them for the podcast or something else, or they just somehow always end up walking into my life. I think it's just because I'm in line with that energy right now and it feels good and it makes me appreciate my life more. I think that if we surround ourselves with those soulful people that are on high vibrational frequency, we end up soaking up their beautiful vibrations as well. Do you have any tips on how to expand your soulful network? Because I know you are really good at this too. Oh, I'm so thankful. I can't even believe the people in my life. I'm just like, how, what did I, how did I, how do I deserve this? So, you know, I think, you know, at a core level, ultimately, as you said, we want to, we kind of want to be that person. Like we, so it requires us to kind of be the change. Like I know sometimes I, I hear people um, talk about, like and and I totally get it because I've been there. So at one, I was always like into crystals and had my like secret like coveted passions around the metaphysical world. But I had to really step into it and like be okay with vocalizing it in order to call those to to like match that vibration, right? So it's I think a big part of it is having the courage to really step into that part of your being, and then you know, it's easier for those people to come in. The other thing I was just writing about this the other day is calling, calling upon our soul family requires us to gently and compassionately and lovingly release the relationships that we're maybe keeping around out of obligation and also being aware of what are the aspects of myself that I can let go of ways that I've shown up in the world that, and I don't mean to call them like lower vibration or higher vibration, but how can I let go of parts of myself and also relationships that feel that they're not fully lighting me up? And again, not to judge them or make them wrong, but these people met me exactly where I was before and now it's time for me to grow. So lovingly, even like thanking those people and just for yourself, like maybe writing a a thank you letter to their soul from your soul. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. It's amazing. And <laughs> don't, you don't need to give it to them, but like just, yeah, releasing that in a really loving way and then welcoming, like I'm ready to step into this now. Please help me. Um, and they will come like, but we, we, we do kind of have to step into that space a little bit to I think open the pathway for them to to come in. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. We do need to take those inspired actions and actual steps in order to allow them to come in or even to create whatever the desire is that our soul seeking, whatever our soulful future is. <laughs> we have to actually take that actionable step, I've realized. Because I've sat there and twiddled my thumbs assuming it's coming and... Unless I listen to the little actions, not like earthly actions, but the thought-inspired actions where you are guided in some way. Mm -hmm. When you listen and they deliver this message to you like, all right, you got to do this. It's time to go. <laughs> Which they, you might not actually hear them say that. I've never actually been able to hear them say that. But I just, you know it because it's almost like a thought whisper, just a feeling like these, this is the action you need to take in order to create this or make this happen or bring this into your life, listen to that and take that action. That is key to 
whatever it is in order for you to live your most expansive life. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's, it's a gentle listening and yeah, paying attention to what brings me back home to my soul and showing up in those places. And that could be within, or that could be, as you said, an inspired action. Um, there are ways to receive this guidance. I know I've done it a lot through journaling, but I remember, I mean, what happens to me a lot is I'll ask the question or whatever I am seeking, like I'll write it down or even this past full moon, what I did was I laid it all out by my window for the moonbeams to soak in that energy. And I was like, I wanted like some clarity between this full moon and next full moon. And then I received a dream about it, which was very interesting. And so there are different types of ways we can receive these messages of what to do for a situation or how to go about a certain situation or desire. But also, I really do believe the power of breath work as well. I'm just curious if you have a breathwork technique in order to help us receive divine messages. Sure. I, uh, so I recently last year found a specific, uh, breathwork pattern or, and I I was, uh, certified by this lovely gentleman named David Elliott. And so it's a, it's a two stage, you breathe in the belly into the chest. So there's two inhales and then one exhale. And I, I have a, a free meditation on my site. Uh, it's just bremelanson.com. And if you look under breathwork um, on that page, there's a free 13-minute breathwork meditation. Um, and I will say be sure to listen to the intro because it kind of it tells you how to like set yourself up. Uh, it's a quite intense experience. It's not very comfortable as you're going through it. And the way that I describe it, energetically is kind of like we're tasing the ego. We're just like, <laughs> and so in the beginning, your your ego will come up and be like, this is uncomfortable. I think I'm going to pass out. I don't know what's going on. I shouldn't be doing that. Like all the kind of like little reasons it, the ego will give its like final attempt and then it surrenders and the body really opens up to just start healing and releasing. And so what we're doing is we're getting a lot of oxygen into the body and we are getting like the bloodstream and the oxygen up to the brain. We're stimulating the hypothalamus, and the pituitary. So we're voluntarily stimulating like our involuntary systems. Um, and I, what I think we're also doing is stimulating the pineal gland. And that is what is known to open us up to our soul and intuitive messages. So it's this combination of, you know, tasing the ego, getting it completely out of the way, which we learn how to do more slowly with our meditation practice or, you know, moving through life consciously. This is kind of like an expedited way to do that. Uh, And so it kind of automatically opens us up and, just setting an intention. and But it's also interesting because sometimes when I go into breath work and I'm like, okay, I want to like work on love, like meh. And then I'll be shown like this deeper belief that I actually need to work on around say death. And then, you know, they're, they're just like, Hey Brie, 
uh, here's a new perspective of death. And the reason why you need to clear this is because everything lays on top of it. Your need to be needed, your need to be important, et cetera. So I'm, I'm dealing with the, the, the deeper issue, but I'm, I'm thinking it's like, oh, my, my love issues. Right. So it's like, always just be open to whatever you're going to receive. No expectation. No expectation. Setting the intention from a soulful place being open to just really get out of the way and then trusting what you receive. Um, it's so crazy how like sometimes I'll be in real, I'll be channeling and I'll receive this like crazy information and have this like wild experience. And then I come out of it slowly. And then the ego's like, let me just <laughs> kill that. You know? Oh yeah. So, You're negotiating. Yeah. Yeah, the negotiator is like, no, I'm losing my power. So yeah, the the one I have on my uh, my site is quite short. I will be making some longer ones, but the the 13 minute one is a really nice release. So setting the intention, um, creating that kind of sacred space, just be willing to. I mean, that's our that's my game plan all the time. Is just let me just get out of the way. My job is to get out of the way <laughs> and allow that to come through. Um, but there's all there's obviously all sorts of you know breath work, just breathing. I if you want more of a relaxing technique, I think just using the breath, maybe like doing six, like counting to six as you inhale, maybe holding for four and then releasing for six, and doing that a few times to just use the breath to bring you really into the body, into the present moment. Um, that can be like a a short, quick, and easy way. Um, yeah, but I've, the, the breathwork experiences, the technique that I've shared and doing it when I, when I teach a class, um, we'll generally do the active breathing for about a half hour and then integration for about 15 minutes afterwards. And then the synergy of being in a group is pretty powerful. Like I'm watching and getting messages of, of people healing from, chronic conditions that they've had like for years, like in one coming to a class, not like, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty profound. And then, yeah, like loved ones who've transitioned coming, come through in a really clear way or getting really deep insight from your soul. So it's, it's kind of my new favorite thing. It's really powerful. I know we, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Wow. And you're, well, I'm so glad that you shared all this. I'm going to make sure to put it in the show notes because your breath work is so powerful. I still remember, and I've said this before on the podcast, my experience with you in London when my grandmother came (laughs) and like was holding me and I was bawling because I needed that support. And it was so powerful, but I also, there was just something about her maternal nature that really shifted something within me mm-hmm. and allowed me to release so much. And then I've been doing some other breath work. I would finally have, there's nothing that I actually am holding on to. I can confidently say this, nothing and no one that I'm holding on to that I miss where I feel held back. Mm-hmm. What a great release. And I really think that 
breath work has helped with that a lot and yours are just so powerful and I can't wait to do a lot with you your breath work exercises in Bali our first retreat together I'm so excited we have like two or three spaces left I think it's two spots left yeah I just got a message yesterday as someone was like I really want to come I'm looking at tickets I was like skyscanner yes (laughs) it's it's going to fill up in a line and so we only have a few spots left so I'm really excited we already have like an amazing group of girls so everyone who's coming I'm so excited to meet you in Bali (laughs) oh my god it's gonna be so powerful yeah just so powerful like the the energy of Bali and our intention and yeah with breath work it's I've really been having fun or with looking at what's possible and in reprogramming the the subconscious and yeah it's I'm so excited. Plus, we're going to do all the things around (laughs) connecting with your soul and and channeling. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to not only watch you in person channel, because I've had some powerful channeling experiences with you, but they've never been in person, but to also channel myself like we're all going to be channeling exactly that's insane yeah. <laughs> I really want to support you guys and yeah opening up that channel <laughs> lifting that veil the veil will be very thin in Bali too so it's going to be very profound plus Mercury will actually be in retrograde which will actually play to our benefit I was a little worried about that at first but it aligned that way for a reason because that's really when we can release a lot and reintroduce so much great stuff yeah it's all just here to be like do you want to heal it do you want to heal it yet <laughs> We're like, no, go away. (laughs) Yeah, it'll really help us to kind of, yeah, unsurface those those beliefs and those patterns and look at what they've taught us and how we can really, yeah, clear those out and shift into a new new vibration and reality. Exactly. Well, before we shift and wrap this up into Would You Rather, do you have any final notes you'd like to share? Oh, no, it was wonderful. We talked about all the things. And, I know. Um... I, I'd love that it just flowed. <laughs> we had like an idea of what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. I love the flow. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. And I'm really excited to ask you these Would You Rathers. <laughs> okay, me too. I love it. Shoot. All right. Would you rather, Brie, decorate your home only with crystals or only with plants? Uh, oh. Ah, I know. <laughs> I think I think plants. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a hard I one mean, for me too. I don't know. I guess like I actually though my house is kind of like a fishbowl. Like it's all windows and I live in the trees. So if it were this house, I guess it could be crystals. But generally speaking, yeah. you want that life force. For me, I think maybe crystals because I can always go walk yeah. out in nature. Ugh. All right. All right. Would you rather live in the hottest place on earth or the coldest? Because uh. <laughs> you can always bundle up or you can just run around naked. Let's do uh, – it has to be warmest. The cold is rough. I wish I, I mm-hmm. was more courageous and like Wim Hof-like. But. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but not that kind of breath work right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Your superpower to be uh, to stop forest fires or to stop tsunamis and hurricanes? Oh, Jesus. Um, it would have to be tsunamis and hurricanes because I grew up by like on the ocean and I used to always Ooh. have uh, nightmares about it. So that's oh. just like my emotional trauma speaking. That makes sense. And me, it's forest fires. So I'll be the firefighter. You can be the water fighter. Okay, cool. great. Fire and water. We got this. We got it together. I love it. Let's do it. (laughs) Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere 
or be able to fly like a bird anywhere uh, and everywhere? Um, let's let's uh, let's fly again. That goes back to my dreams, like having those flying dreams. That would be fun. It'd be so fun to fly. <laughs> but I decided. I would actually rather teleport kind of I dream a genie style and snap my fingers or blink my eyes and just be in London in two seconds. I know. know? Travel is so, like, taxing on the body. Well, if you fly, you still have to – I mean, that's still going to take – it takes a bird a long time to get from here to (laughs) South America, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but it's in in the journey, not the destination. (laughs) Whatever. It's all about the destination. No, no, for sure. I already (laughs) want to change mine back to teleport um time travel forward to the future or back to the past i uh if if we're talking like lifetimes i would say past i just always feel so much more romantic and like when you look at like other if you look at the 20s or the you know like oh the 50s or so yeah, I think the past could be fun. So you'd rather go to a past that wasn't a decade Brie Millinson in this human suit was in? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> right, definitely not. Well, I don't know. I guess I could change my path, but I'm 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 all right with the decisions I made. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you would observe. You wouldn't change anything. You would just observe. Oh, okay. I I think travel yeah. back too because I'd like to go revisit past lives and stuff and just observe what my soul went through. Yeah, and I don't want to know what's coming. That's the beauty of life. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Okay, I'm really curious about your answer for this one. Visit Mama Moon or hang out with aliens? Oh, aliens. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I already do that. I know. (laughs) Would you rather for your next life be reincarnated as a human again or just finally get your wings and be an angel? Well, plot twist. I think, you know, we incarnate in like so many different manifestations of the physical but if if I were to pick human on earth or angel I mean of course angel sounds better because I'm also like what's gonna happen the next round (laughs) yeah right a little bit more removed (laughs) I agree I also I just think it sounds it'd be so fun to be like an angel or spirit guide helping people guiding people sending them little four four fours you would you'd be like a numerologist <laughs> angel yeah. <laughs> I would um would you rather have to eat desserts only for the rest of your life or only eat vegetables for the rest of your life oh. really think about this one only eating desserts and only the vegetables. Jeez. I mean, is there ramifications? Like, does my body work the same? Because I can't, I wouldn't sustain on only desserts. So it happens to veggies. Especially at this point, my body's like not letting me get away with as much. So, so veggies. Okay. Yeah. And I choose veggies too. Even if there weren't though, I feel like vegetables, you can still somehow figure out a way to make some desserty. You can extract the sugars in them and stuff. Yeah, and I think they are taste buds would just change. Oh, gosh. I'm hoping. Yeah. Never get angry again or never get sad never feel sad again for the rest of your life. Hmm. I like I re- rarely get angry anymore. Um, but I do visit sadness, but it's still not that deep. So if uh which one is worse, I guess. I feel like sadness is worse, but also not bad. I'm not good at this game. I think I'd rather not get angry because that means yeah. 
I would rather be sad because I'm just letting something go or just, you know, just having that experience. I don't really get angry either, but I don't like that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Sadness I can kind of deal with. I'm like, okay, well, this will go. Right. It just sucks right now. But angry, I feel guilty about getting angry <laughs> after. Yeah, it does feel layered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have a horrible short-term memory or a long-term memory? Horrible long-term memory. I feel like having a horrible short-term memory would be worse because you're yeah I don't know <laughs> I would start questioning my sanity like oh no that just what just happened I know and we ask the same question over and over I agree yeah. <laughs> that would make this podcast really long yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have no eyebrows or only one eyebrow oh my god <laughs> Actually, I've seen people with no eyebrows and they're beautiful. You know, like, and also some people have to lose their hair through chemo or something and they're, like, still so beautiful. So maybe no. No eyebrows. Let's just draw them in. Let's not try to match the other one. (laughs) No. Okay. So how about me a snag, which is um, something that one of my past guests, Mickey Agrawal, came up with and it's a secure – New age guy, so a snag. Mm. Meet a snag who's passionate about doing. Who I'm sorry, who's not passionate about doing or creating anything. Mm. He's kind of lazy. He's a Uh snag, but he's open. He's kind of lazy. Or a man who thinks new age is just nonsense, but he is doing great things in the world. Huh. That's rough. This is a hard one, right? Yeah. Well, I think the. The latter, because I could probably turn them. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I do appreciate like masculine energy. I think because I'm, I feel like I'm kind of masculine, like, and so I need like double masculine from a guy. <laughs> you wouldn't want a feminine energy, indeed. No, no I can't. I, say. Well, I, I mean, eat him alive. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I, I agree with the latter, just because if he's doing great things in the world, that means what matters more than somebody being open to all this stuff is that they're doing something in the world. Like yeah. angels, I don't think really care if you know who they are or not. They care more yeah. about you making a great impact in the world because they're not insecure about that. You're going to die and you're going to see them again. Doing <laughs> it. Just make a great impact in this world. So yeah, I would rather him be doing something great for the world than super new agey. Uh, I was actually in a relationship for like six years and he wasn't really into it, but he was living it. He was like such, he was so evolved, is still alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wish in hindsight that I would have just given the freedom. I wish I hadn't needed him to be on board with what I believed. And not that like, I wish we were still together. I'm just like, I wish I could have been more graceful with allowing him to have his and like not needing him. He was in film. And now I'm like, no, film is actually super spiritual. (laughs) I wish that I could have seen that everything, you know, was so yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Hmm. Be single for the rest of your life and die with pure self-love or be with someone and die in love with them, but not fully in love with you. Oh, duh. The first one. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That was an easy one. Yeah. This one might be easy too. Create your own magic from ground zero with risking the fact that it doesn't go anywhere or add to someone else's magic that is thriving and doing great things in the world. Ooh. Wow. Um, that's hard because I feel like you can 
you still learn so much from both of those, right? And you're still creating your own magic in a sense from in either case. Like we have a lot of people that listen that are nurses and school teachers, et cetera. And they're still like making a great impact in the world by actually saving so many people's lives, you know, or like influencing the rest of their lives. So yeah, I don't know. It may be the latter because yeah, if I could be at peace with it and know that I'm like you are, you are sharing your light and your magic. You don't have to be holding the mic. Yeah. That's so hard for me. I think I would still risk it <laughs> uh-huh. knowing my personality. But... You're like a dud. You're like, oh, well, I'll get it next time. <laughs> my soul would be like, seriously, one more life? I thought we're over this one. Brie, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this and happy Earth Day. Oh, happy Earth Day. Let us all just, man, she really is everything. Yeah, just pure consciousness pumping through her constantly. And I know that we're really feeling that call, right? Like either through whatever that might be, shifting our diet or just getting in nature more or yeah, educating ourselves or how, how can I, how can I listen, I guess, huh? Yeah. And we all have our own different thing to listen to. Mm -hmm. So for example, like I said, I'm doing the self work to get to my next up leveling and I'm just listening and being open. So I think that that is key for us. And But when I do feel stuck, I go somewhere. And I think that everyone should go at least travel somewhere new on Mama Earth at least once a year. Somewhere brand new. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be that far. I, no. And we get so stuck in our, our routine. But yeah, it could be somewhere that's like an hour away. Or Yeah, I just got back from Texas. Just, it's right there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Thank you, babe. And thank you to your community of yomis. You have so much wisdom every single time I talk with you. I love our chats. I feel like we should just record all of them. (laughs) (laughs) All of our voice notes. Yeah. Oh, gosh, our voice notes. All right. I love you. I love you. See you in Bali. (laughs) Dear yomi, thank you so much. For listening. I hope that this episode shifted something within you or expanded you in some way. Those of you who are new and don't know, there is actually a Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. Shh. But it's amazing. It's filled with so many brilliant, like-minded individuals who are all into this too and love to support others along their spiritual journeys. The link for that will be in the show notes. And one big update for the Your Own Magic membership site. Well, Starting June 17th, the full moon in June, I'm making some simple changes to the Soul Tribe membership site. It's pretty simple. Those who pay the annual fee, which is $44.44 this year, so for 2019, I just felt like I wanted to make it a lifetime service for you. So you don't have to pay that every year, but instead you get it for life. And then those of you paying month to month will stay the same for you as your grandmother did. But for everyone else, starting June 17th, the full moon, I'm going to release a lifetime bundle only option for the 4444. You purchase it once, you should just get it for a lifetime, you know? <laughs> Why not? And it's about to have so many new features and will still be updated monthly with meditations and journalings and spiritual tools and some video too. For me to help you become more in tune and 
connect more deeply with your soul and divine guidance through your own work at home. And most tell me that they use it for their morning routine to kickstart their day in spirit and in a soulful way and helps them feel like their vibrations are high up there and they feel the shift within. I wanted to give you a heads up well before June 17th is here. So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening and have a magical day.